0: Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here tonight with my brothers, Christian Lewis and Jeremy Sartori. and it's the first time we've been together for a while, so welcome back, guys. Um, today, we're talking the Grammy Awards, and I'm going to make my intro very short, which is, this is the 60th Grammy, and uh, 59 years of dress rehearsal doesn't seem to have done them that much good. Um How have the awards stretched for relevance in you guys' opinion? I mean, how much, what are they, what are they, the whole thing felt like they were trying too hard a little bit. So, you know, what is, what are those things that stood out to you guys as how these guys are stretching for relevance in both the terms of the television broadcast and uh,
1: the awards themselves? Well, it's an interesting question, I think, because there's historically, I mean, so much more. sort of grandiosity to, um, to, to the Oscars, I think, uh, particularly uh, at, over the last several years. And yet I still think that, you know, we see more cultural relevance coming from the world of music than from movies these days. I mean, movies are probably in a, a much more gruesome state of disrepair overall um, given that Mamma Mia 2 is coming out later this year, uh, <laughs> yeah. which begs the question what ABBA songs are left. Um, you know, but but I think, you know, while music continues to be um, really sort of on the uh, or re- really have the, the um, pulse of, of, you know, culture and it's developing as as, you know, quickly as. The internet um, can uh, can change the way that music is actually delivered. Um, you know, there's something about the recording industry that I think is actually having a little bit of trouble keeping up. And uh, you know, as this is the um, the sort of flagship program and and um, you know display of industry uh, understanding of and appreciation of um, you know the talent, uh, I, I'm not sure that they've done a great job of of actually capturing that talent and sort of putting its uh, best foot forward when it comes to. Good. The american people it's, it's
2: almost, that's all it's just it almost seems just so safe uh, even though i think you're totally right i mean the oscars always have in a weird way seem to have more sort of i mean they do have more credibility and, and certainly more weight it feels like but yet um you know have really struggled to be relevant especially in the, in the last few years and, and i think are not diverse <laughs> you know it's something that's a huge problem in hollywood and a huge problem with movies um, where d- by default the recording industry is diverse. I mean, you you know, you know, the show opens with Kendrick, you have country artists, you have, you know, all the way through jazz and, and Broadway. Um, but at the same time, like, they seem to do their best, you know, um, our best just sort of job to make it very, like, tame, very irrelevant at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, there was just, it, it felt so... Um, like 10 minutes ago, you know, like they had, everything just seemed so after the fact at the Grammys.
1: Um, Well, part of that may be the the fact that there is actually so much churn. I mean, the, the music industry is evolving so quickly. So, or excuse me, the, the, um, the art itself is evolving so quickly. Um, you know, that the, the Migos songs, uh, that were top of the charts in the first half of the year do feel like a decade ago right now, at least to me. Um, and so in some respects, the fact that you probably have a four- to five-month production pipeline um, on, on getting these things set up, uh, you know, that might actually work to their disadvantage. Um, but, when I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, no, no. I just – I feel like it got really, really stodgy and traditional. Um and the, in, what, a, what in particular? There, no, 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 I'm just saying, uh, hear me out. The, uh, there's a, you know, so that about 10, 15 years ago, they made a real conscious effort to sort of, update. I mean, literally they, you know, they were about to not be carried by a network. They were that irrelevant. And they had made so many mistakes over the years. And, um, you know, they made it, they obviously changed up and tried to make it really relevant. But this version of relevance is, feels to me, 10 to 15 years old, which it is. Um, you know, from, you know, the Grammys went, because it used to be almost the VMAs became like the hipster show, uh, believe it or not. And, uh, the Grammys were, you know, were for your parents and their parents. Um, and it feels like they've backslid again. Like they, whatever gains they made 10 years ago, they kept at that date frozen 10 years ago.
1: Well, I think one interesting sort of development this year is the fact that, you know, this was a pretty unprecedented year for uh, for hip-hop and rap in the sort of top 40, um, you know, uh, top 40 sort of radio play. Um, and part of this is, I think, you know, a result of... The way that like SoundCloud has um, provided a platform uh, for a lot of artists who are you know who are unsigned and and you can take it back even one step further and point to um, you know guys like Chance the Rapper who or not guys like Chance the Rapper Chance the Rapper who um, you know who has basically you know built a, a mega career um, without actually signing to a label you know but I I, I think it's it's fascinating that this year you have um, Cardi B, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Lil Yachty, um, Lil Peep—all these guys, uh, you know, who did an incredible job um, getting their music to the top of the charts. Um, but doing so in really unconventional ways. And so there is inevitably going to be a sort of dislocation between, um, the music that the recording industry is celebrating, namely the shit that's moving units. Uh, and you know, this is where Eric Church is going to be as popular as anybody because that guy sells albums like, you know, it's nobody's business, um, and, you know, where some of the actual artists who I feel like are on the uh, sort of on the cutting edge of pop and and hip hop and, and um, you know, are kind of left at the wayside because they haven't quite delivered the sort of uh, they haven't delivered on the value um, in, in sort of concrete terms, the way the recording industry would need them to in order to put them on their show.
0: Well, I, I think I think you know we're we're agreeing, but I also think we're talking uh, we're talking in parallel about two different things. Which is, um, and I wasn't I didn't very clearly articulate my point uh, as far as the SoundCloud thing and the, and the the evolution of of music itself and the way it's discovered and everything. You're 100 percent right. I'm talking about the broadcast, which to me. Um, you know hit upon this uh recipe of of you know pairing somebody new and hip with somebody old and and um, established and and uh, legendary and that worked once and so they did it again for the next twelve years you know they 've been do- they've been doing a version of that you know ever since and it 's very stale recipe at this
1: point, well, and they won 't move on from it it 's funny you say that because i I actually watched this and expected the uh, sort of more typical Grammy formula to, to uh, emerge, which is, you know, yes, I think you take the um, sort of the legacy uh, prestige artist um, and you combine them. You put them on the same stage as a younger artist. Um, what I thought yeah, was Marley interesting. And Elton and- yeah, but I actually thought that there were fewer examples of that this time. Um, I mean, you had other than the cameo with U two. I mean, it, actually, they kept to their age brackets pretty consistently. Yeah, um,
0: uh, U two and okay, think about it. U two and Kendrick, Elton and Cash Miley, and Cindy Lauper. was and
1: a, in the chorus. Yeah.
0: No, I know, but I'm just saying. This is you know, it's, Miley and Elton was the in, was
1: the big example that I can I can really think of. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you two and uh, Sting
2: and Shaggy both uh, elder statesmen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they were they both
1: were irrelevant. Well, has been, yeah, no, um, I mean, not irrelevant. So
0: that's what I'm saying is that they, they they tend to think that there's still a real appetite for. Um, you know sting and and you too yeah but they thought
1: there was ever an app i mean oh you mean there, an appetite well, for those specific I, artists I, I thought you I meant like yeah, an appetite too, for the win. collaboration <gasps> yeah. I, I don't
2: well, think the grammys too. ever has and i don't think they ever will uh break out of that i mean and, and to kind of christian's point there's a lot of exciting things going on in music that we obviously touch on in this pod quite a bit um you know a huge portion of of you know, obviously underground music and stuff that doesn't sell is never going to get heard or seen on the Grammys, but, you know, a lot of the this was a very interesting year for pop, um, but they never are going to fully embrace that. I mean, as long as, you know, sort of the the baby boomer crowd well, runs the record industry you're going to be stuck with. Uh, can I, the can I, put a, like I put a question, York, you know, and nobody cares about that song. I mean, I, if they thought that was relevant to the politics of today, then you're, you know, insane.
1: Can, can I put a question back to you guys, which is that, and I, I'm still thinking a little bit about this sort of distinction between the Oscars and the Grammys. Um,
0: one mm, of the things, years.
1: uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, although Childish Gambino is going to win both. Um, both. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think, um, you know, I, there's a sort of uh, elusiveness and glamour um, about, you know, the fact that the Oscars provide the one window into the lives of actors off screen that you really get on TV every year. Um, and, you know, there just aren't that many opportunities to see what these people are like, um, when they're not in character. Uh, and I think, you know, perhaps one difference and, and, you know, is is that when it comes to music, you have music videos, you have music televisions, uh, Wild you have, bands. I mean, certainly you have, um, you know, new clips on it, like, um, constantly surfacing on the, on the web. And then you've got the actual opportunity to see these artists live um, when they're touring their music. So I, I wonder if like part of it is just the fact that, you know, musical artists are oh, o- I mean, in many cases going to be just a little bit more accessible. And for that reason, there's not the sort of same m- mystery and intrigue uh, around the Grammys as there is around um, the Oscars. But what do you guys make of that?
0: We'll come back to that too because I do. I do think way back when, before MTV, before all this stuff happened, yeah, it was you know one of the few times you got to see. Um, forty years you know, ago, uh, yeah, I'm talking forty years ago. Um, but I would say that, uh, no, I, you know, I, would I, th- I, th- I think the
1: producers of the Grammys I, are also talking 40 years ago is, is sort of the right, point right, that uh, we're all agreeing yeah,
0: on. Yeah. I mean, I guess my, my, and, and I'll address your question, which is that, you know, one is, one is a, uh, showcase for performing and one is, uh, an award ceremony
1: for people who have already performed. Yes. Um, that's a great, that's a great t- distinction. And, you know, to, to that point, um, I would a, a, a much smaller fraction of the actual awards that are given are actually broadcast on television in the Grammys. Like they don't even they don't even read no, the winners yeah, the way that they do of, with the Oscars. Right. Um, but, really, yeah, but part like, of it is they, you, you wouldn't want anybody to to get up and uh and actually act um and, and perform I at the Oscars. I, I so would, <laughs> and I
0: would love to be like here is Meryl Streep. Upright Citizens really Brigade know.
1: of uh, Tom <laughs> Hanks yeah, and Meryl yeah. Streep with a scene You're working in a dancing. newspaper room.
0: Yeah, <laughs> go. That's yeah. right. Damn it. Yeah. Tell the truth.
1: Um, <laughs> oh my God! Is that but, uh, is that Will Smith? Uh... And
0: <laughs> that was Will Smith as uh, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but my my point being that about ten, fifteen—it must have been fifteen years ago now, which is crazy to think. But there was a there was a I remember a definitive moment, and you were probably in junior high or high school when. Um, you know the white stripes were on before they, you know, when they were, you know, when they were getting big, but they weren't, you know, who ordinarily played on the Grammys.
1: Didn't the Strokes play? Um,
0: Eminem was on, um, probably the Strokes. I don't remember the actual lineup, but it was it. It, it sort of announced a sea change in mm-hmm. the way that, because the Grammys were really drowning and nobody watched and nobody cared. And well but they, they said, were giving relevant artists awards ten years after they were relevant, you know, it was Re- sort of like 30. oh, Metallica yeah. off of their like spoken word album or something, you know, it was like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? The soundtrack to some kind of monster. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, so they what I what I think is that they got lauded for that particular year and they just have done it to diminishing returns ever since. Um uh, to you know,
1: to is, answer that question, No The Strokes did not play and they've never been nominated.
0: Yeah. There you go. Um, but the way I do remember the white stripes played and, and, you know, Eminem was probably on it. And I, you know, there was like, Oh my God, they're finally waking up to what people are listening to. And then, you know, the did- next year it was Eminem and Elton John. <clears throat> and, and, you know, it was the sort of a tribute to whoever died that year. And, uh, you know, with, um, Lil Lucy Vert and, uh, and Chris Christopherson, you know what I mean? It's like, huh? Um, And then, of course, there was 2000, I think 2011, when Taylor Swift came on and sang with Stevie Nicks, which the video for which I've shown you.
2: Yeah, um, it's Wyndham's uh, proven Wyndham's theory on Taylor Taylor Swift not being able to sing.
0: There you go. Anyway, um, what about the categories themselves? I mean, you know, Bruno Mars, as we know, took home a lot of the. Should we take a break and then
2: jump back into categories and some of the performances?
0: I
3: don't like your kingdom, cakes. They once belonged to me. You asked me for a place to sleep, locked me out, and threw a feast. right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. What you me to? What
2: you... Welcome back to the Brother Brother pod. We are uh, all together tonight discussing the Grammys and uh, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the performances, some of the categories, winners and losers. Um, let's jump into categories. So, um, I don't know. I find the category confusing in the Grammys. There's a they lot are. of them and sure. they sound very similar, you know. So example being, and you guys can feel free to school me. I'm not the, you know, I am the middle brother. Record of the year versus album of the year. I don't get it. Versus song of the year? Versus song of the year,
1: yeah. Well, one's a song.
2: It's, well, song I get. That's pretty <laughs>
0: simple. Like, yeah, but one's not a record, one's not a song, and one's not an album. Because yeah. those are...
2: I you think know, of one, album and record just in general as the same. Well, you
1: know, Just when I'm talking about records or I'm talking about albums. So album my, my inter- is to record as, <clears throat> um, I, I mean, I think performance <laughs> is to song, right?
0: I don't know. I, I mean, that, that, that sounds like a, a, a good analogy, but I don't, that doesn't make it any clearer. I think one's a production, one's a writing, and one's a performance. Um, but I don't know, you know, I'm not 100% sure that that is correct
1: even. Album takes into account. Um, it's it's an all inclusive category. It's a little Problem's An album. It's easy. more. It's more artist focused, but it also takes into account the production value, um, the you know, it's it's commercial success, its popularity, uh, its ability to flow from end to end. Um, best record, uh, in some respects, might be better, couched as best recording. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, so it's it's a it's a literal. collection of recordings, though, but it, it really is emphasizing the the producers and um, you know the the studio's contribution uh, to um, well, to, but to the you music
2: have things like singles in that. Don't yeah, you? exactly. That's what, no, you don't have,
0: me not off. single, but like you do have, you know, best pop song, yeah. uh, group or duo, but then you have genre
1: based categories, which are basically designed to maximize the, uh, possible. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a, it's a yeah. way of like
2: rap and, you know, right. That's, that's, that's a way of
1: giving everybody an opportunity to be on stage. And, um, you know, when, uh, When the industry inevitably snubs the rappers, um, they're able to, you know, provide Kendrick with an opening performance and then go straight into rap album, give him an award. Uh, And it was almost as though, and I, I really felt that this set the tone for the evening, when he accepted that award and made a big deal out of the fact that, you know, this was the rap award and this is what he cares about because rap is you know it's it's his roots it's it's like it's his uh you know it's the bedrock of what he does as an artist um it almost felt like he was uh he knew that this was the last time he'd he'd get on stage tonight and you know everybody knew it um and and that's kind of uh it's kind of upsetting how predictable that is
0: yeah i mean it makes you wonder if there is any uh you know, really any suspense involved with the people in the room. But, yeah, but we're talking um, about a generational
1: lag that, you know, the people who are voting on this stuff are, are not people who grew up with rap in their lives.
0: Yeah, I think
1: that's very true.
0: I think they did, you know, I mean, two years ago, or last year, they did, you know, go uh, move to expand uh, membership to a lot of underserved age
1: and, and um, oh, my, you know, sort of... my ballot must be in the mail.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean. It's it, it, everything's too little, too late with this. Um, it just seems a little bit, um, you know. It, it, even the way they've you know sort of segregated out alternative, rap, pop, blah blah blah. None of those things are really standalones anymore. I mean, no, are you going to say? I mean, t- twenty five years ago, would Despacito have won best Latin performance on a on a non televised? Uh, you know award or would yeah except you know, that it uh, sold
1: more like singles units than anything else in the country this know, year that's what i'm saying
0: yeah you know it's just it, it's just the the evolution of I, the line the categories of has, i think i've never kept up with the evolution of no, the but art
1: it, it, i mean it, the, with the evolution of the art you're absolutely right and and i mean i think this is sort of we agree in that sense that like the, the industry just can't keep up with the, the pace that, you know, the people are innovating and doing, you know, brilliant, creative new things. Um, but at the same time, you know, the industry is in some respects or the Grammys are a showcase of, um, you know, the, the, the sort of physical representation and the commercial representation of, of what the recording industry does. Um, and well,
0: yeah, but I would di- I would disagree with you. Um, in the sense that, you know, we are saying that it, the, the the industry can't keep up with the evolution and, and the changing, um, you know, sort of types of music that are coming out. That said, why are, so then why is there an alternative? Why is there a rap? Why, is there, why isn't the best rap album just the best album if it's the best album?
1: I'm not sure I understand the question.
0: Um, why Why paint yourself in the corners by
2: having... I think you're saying, yeah, why do you have to make so many sub-genre categories when you just correct. should have, like, an Oscar, right? Best actor, best actress. Yeah,
0: even there I don't understand. You know, you know best performance would be yeah. a more, um, you know, a more reasonable
1: way of, of looking at these things. It would be a hell of a lot more competitive. But, but you I, know, I mean... It, I, I'm still not sure I, I completely get what you're saying because, I mean, I think that the, the, the reason that, like you're acknowledging that the reason that subcategories get made is basically to provide airtime to people who aren't able to compete in the top tier or the top genre. And, you know, I think an important thing to remember is that like Despacito's success is, is a huge, like, uh, you know, owes a lot to the fact that like it's bilingual. Um, and we're talking about, you know, massively expanding your market for consumption simply by putting a song in two languages. Um, Rap is for all of its incredible artistic value, and, and you know, I think that we, like, you know, uh, frankly think Damn is, is about as good as it gets this year. Um, worldwide, like, rap isn't huge. Everywhere. I mean, Drake was probably the person who did more to universalize rap and, and send it overseas than anybody Believe you know, like for better or for worse. It's just a fact. Um, it's pretty effing
0: big everywhere now. But no, that's why my, I was saying ratchet it back, you know, when you're saying that, you know, why can't these, you know, that, you know, if the categories aren't keeping up, why not, you know, why not remove the silos instead of creating more silos is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that. Uh, why would removing the silos solve the problem?
0: Because that way you
1: get the best. I think. <laughs> it's but you, a, it's but, a, it's but a you already
0: competition at that point.
1: Yeah, but then well, you're going to th- get the same thing every single time, and you're, uh, the thing that you're going to get is uh, the broadest brush pop album that hits the market.
2: Yeah, I think those are the winners. Let, I mean, let's rap's never going to win it this if way. You, think about it this way, though. I mean. If you I actually, I mean, category wise, right. and, And, you know, there's issues with the categories. I kind of get what you're both saying. But if you look at the artists that are nominated for those categories, there's there's nothing like, you know, there's nothing just atrocious there for the most part. I mean, it's fairly diverse for what was popular. Um, you know, there's, I think, a, a decent representation of, of you know different types of music, and you know, obviously, rock is going to be rock, alternative is going to be quote unquote well, alternative, well, things like that.
4: I do have one what question. I would, about I, the... I would
2: say is, is harder to, to figure out, and and what the real problem is, is is the winners versus the losers, and and that's where I think some of the stuff that's more interesting just is never going to win in the Grammys. I mean, why don't we? I mean, I don't know. I'd like to get your guys' take on that. Like, I mean, were there any surprises here at all?
1: No, the fact that Bruno Mars swept—I mean, it, like I hate to—for like it's not, not even his
2: best stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's was, what I'm saying. I've been, and I, I like
0: Bruno Mars, think, and I do think this is a this is a uh, you know a truism among most awards, which you know are are um, you know by, by their very nature are are sort of arbitrary you know designations anyway. But um, Bruno Mars is winning for a collective. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a it's an achieve, like you know it's a recent lifetime achievement award if you if you, you know if you think about mm-hmm. it it's 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 Uptown Funk you know which is a Mark Ronson song obviously under his but it's you know it's it's his work to date uh, in the same way that Paul Newman won his first Academy Award for Color of Money in the same way that Al Pacino won for you know right. a Woman in the same way that Scorsese uh, what won was the name the of the Canada. album that
1: Beck won a Grammy
0: for. <laughs> Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, <Don't> it's, <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> not, not I, the one, I don't know when it to. happened two years ago. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. I no, sure should have listened one to one of those it. ones where people were just like, oh, I've heard of him. Um, yeah. Or maybe just all of his remember, fellow Scientologists. Remember that time that he beat
1: Lemonade? <laughs> like, are you oh, fucking God. kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's a real um, snub. And, and that is, you know, a sort of outrageous snub. Bruno Mars to me, like, the guy He's is crazy voting. talented, but you can understand how... And this is this is where, like, the, the voting dynamics come into play. And, like, I, this is... Okay, so to, not to be too, you know, political sciencey, but, like, the, the fact that you can win on a plurality is hugely important here because you can win with 28% of the vote, with 25% of the vote. And that's probably what happened here. Um, you know, you have a lot of really valuable, I mean, extraordinary contributions from five, six artists... Um you know Childish Cambino was was uh, terrific melodrama was um by lord was terrific um you know these are all great albums but at the end of the day like I think you're going to get a lot of people who end up saying well I've listened to 3 of the 5 um or you know they spin them all in the last week or whatever it is um I think more likely but it's Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars is super popular fell,
0: uh, yeah yeah, I love that Bruno Mars. He was so great was on great the Super, the Super Bowl, Bowl. I think it's more likely <laughs> he's what such you're, a fine uh, dancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he and he is. He was awesome.
1: Um, and his performance tonight, or, or tonight, last night was great. Um, which was uh, you know with Cardi B. Um, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I
0: always enjoy watching him perform. That's the thing, is I think he's a really good performer. I also think that, you know, Kendrick Lamar is is actually creating new and innovative art, whereas Bruno Mars
1: is a fantastic rehasher of, of, um, you know. And for all of her great writing and good good performances, Patti Smith didn't. Win album of the year, so I mean, like it, you know, I, I think that we just have to accept sometimes that like some of the best art that's being made in any given generation isn't going to be recognized in its time. Um, no, Kendrick Lamar, two
0: thousand forty-seven when Kendrick wins.
1: Yeah, exactly when Kendrick wins for his worst album, um, <laughs> for, for best pop vocal group, or pretty, which is actually just traditional just a, traditional vocal. It's when he does yeah. his album of okay. Beck covers. <laughs> yeah, when he comes out with
0: like Lenny Kravitz's great granddaughter, and and they do like a you know Elton John, Miley Cyrus <laughs> thing last night.
4: Nobody pray for me, it been out there for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances, but this a nigga with some counterfeits, But now I'm counting this parmesan where my accountant lives in. Fame. My left, My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put lil' baby in the spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high, no. It's levels to it, you and I know. Uh-huh. Bitch, be humble. Hurlap, bitch. Sit down. Be humble. up, bitch. Sit down. Up, little, hold up, little, little, be humble. Holla. Bitch, sit down. be humble. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Sit down little, be humble. Hur up, hold up, sit past, down. Sit
1: down. Um, so I have I have a question for for both of you. Uh, I, and Wyndham, you know, you, you remember we we did our uh, preview of the Grammys a while back where we went through mm-hmm. all of the different nominees. Um, do you have any idea who Julie Julia Michaels is now? Uh, I do. After a lot, I mean, I did
0: actually listen to her song because it, we previewed it, but um, no, I really didn't know who she was.
1: No, but do you now? kind of if i were to like ask you who she was uh and where in the performances would you be able to tell me
0: uh, i would not <laughs> yeah kind of maybe no
1: not like <laughs> she was I mean, one of the that. she was one of the women on stage with Kesha for Kesha's Kesha? outstanding okay. oh that's what you thought no,
0: no, 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 no! But by, by, <laughs> no, and, and I will. Def- I'm, not, I'm not defending my own, my own uh, knowledge. I only knew one person on Catch a or two, I'm I only, say. I'm only saying that um, if I did by, you know, if you like had to the guess, method, and uh, you um, mean if you use the yeah, process of elimination,
1: she's not Cardi B, she's to, not Bruno Mars.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I had to guess. She was in the giant group of white ladies that was up there with Kesha, as opposed to every other. You know? Yeah, I mean, because she's she wasn't with she's not in Little Big Town, and she's not. Um, you you say um, that like you know that she's big
1: not in Little Big Town. Big town. I
0: know. Um, Actually, she is. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah,
1: as a matter of fact, she is all of the members of she Little plays Big bass. Town. Um, <laughs> she,
0: she's not the big dude that keeps yelling DJ Kill it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with the sirens going off in the background,
0: I like it. Uh, in fact, my next my next, uh, <laughs> my next um, oh. guess would have been she read from Fire and Fury.
1: <laughs> she read the, oh, God, uh, that was she, good. She
0: read the Glossary of Terms.
1: Okay, so that might have been one of my favorite uh, sort of moments of, of the evening. And, you know, I, I think we the, just the Fire and Fury reading overall – uh, take it or leave it is sort of my feeling. Um, I, I think the I
0: think, it, I think it took a little balls to do that, actually.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, I, I
0: considering you watch the Golden Globes, we, we all watch the Golden Globes, and we're like, um, "Oh yeah, it was for all the bitching that's been going on in the world, and for all the you know complaints." Like nobody, like it was a very very
1: tame um, ceremony.
0: Well, and it, I, I, it was very very. Uh, Apparent that they had all pre-agreed beforehand not to say anything,
2: and I think the Grammys—I mean, in general—feel like that as well. I think it's it's for rock and roll and for hip hop and for all these sort of you know, I don't know. You think of like that culture is kind of dangerous, right? Or you used to, and I think it's really safe. And I thought Corden, who, who we all like, was really you know kind of tame and safe. Probably not his Descripted, fault. Probably the, yeah. But I thought and that foreign. was a rare moment. Yeah. That actually was kind of ballsy and kind it's of surprising funny.
0: Surprising, a little
1: yeah, bit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was he, shocked me. And, it
2: was, and everybody was good. Hugo and
0: Ceryle B was legitimately funny.
1: Yeah, no, I thought she was great. I, I, th- I still think that. DJ Khaled sirens going yeah, off and it. just announcing <laughs> that, you know, DJ Khaled here, it's like, oh, Jesus, this well, is awesome. Well, that's line
2: too. I think we were texting him back and forth today, but I did love when he was just like, everything I do works. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. That was great.
0: No, See, which I thought was an actual passage from the uh, book.
1: From Fire <laughs> and Fury, yeah, there you go. Um, oh,
0: you're right, probably so,
1: was. But it's interesting, <laughs> I, I thought that there was, I, I was sort of fascinated by the way that the overall ceremony chose to dive into politics. It felt to me very much like there was about 20 minutes in the middle where they sort of walled off a period of time and decided they were going to go into politics, like you know head first and then yeah. they just sort of stepped away from it and it was as if was, it,
0: was that 20 minutes at the end of Logic's performance because I think it might have been
1: <laughs> no it was yeah exactly no, that was the 20
0: minute speech
1: <laughs> um but i mean it was it was the sort of combination of Fire and Fury Logic's performance Kesha's performance Kesha. all of that came you know within literally i mean it was it was i think uh just a shade under 20 minutes and it was a nearly four hour long evening. So
2: absolutely I, written in and absolutely allowed. Well, and it was and if, none if, of it none of it was spontaneous. Right. There wasn't one person that got up and had some a remark that made anybody uncomfortable. And no, I mean,
1: there was I'll no there was say, no Francis you know, McDormand like getting on stage right. and kind of like be not like, being sure whether, she whether she's say? gonna completely yeah. <laughs> go off the deep end.
0: Yeah. Actually one of the funniest uh, lines in the whole evening was when Bruno Mars got up at the end and was like man, We got to break up all these ballads, yeah. I did like that. <laughs> he was like, i he was like, no, like going drunk right now, yeah. Gotta, He's like, I want to party start playing all these ballads. He's <laughs> <laughs> won a Grammy. Um, no, so anyway, what, what, just you know, from purely uh fan standpoint and uh, an enjoyable viewership standpoint, what were the what were your favorite performances of the night?
1: I think, um, uh, go ahead, Jeremy.
0: No, I mean, I
2: you know, I, I liked Kesha's performance. I thought it was great. Kendrick blew me away, and you know, I just think it's a, a pure, I don't know, visual art piece, performance, uh, you know, protest. The guy, obviously, I I love his music, and as do we all. But I I just thought it was—it's rare that you combine all those things. It's either like a little bit over the top, or a little bit too theatrical, or whatever. And and I thought, you know, he just nailed it. And with Chappelle jumping in, and
1: I think we agree that um, you know he couldn't have done it without uh, without Bono and the Edge. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, I mean, they definitely held him up. But, you know, <laughs> with that support, he was uh, he was outstanding. The other one that I actually didn't mind at all, and I'm not a big fan, and we were kind of knocking this earlier, but I, I thought Miley Cyrus was pretty good with Elton.
1: She is good. I, she's uh, a really good I, performer.
2: I, yeah, she's a great singer.
0: She is. I felt like she was rescuing him, though. I felt like the tempo oh, in that song was so draggy, and yeah. it's not that, you know, it seemed it's an upbeat song, and they actually wound up lopping off, really, the, the – um, you know, this sort of ascension to the, the pinnacle of the song or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not.
2: Well, and that's what I was impressed with. I was impressed that she
0: tastefully carried Elton John. Yeah, that's a really good call. Because I think she was, st- if you looked at it, and I was watching it uh, with my friend Liz. There was a lot and of and eye
1: contact and a lot we of, were like, watching, we were, yeah. We
0: were like, why is she singing directly to him? And and Liz was like,
1: she's trying to engage him. Yep. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that actually is one of the best... Best observations I've I've heard about this uh, so far. I, I like that a lot. Um, I you know Kesha, as you said, I think was um, a really outstanding performance. I I will be totally blunt that they the fact that they told me it was going to be such a great performance right before <laughs> every commercial break for the <laughs> oh preceding God. two hours was like yeah. it, it kind of. It, it, it made it like it just it made for an, an uncomfortable hype the, yeah yeah it was an outstanding performance and i wish they just let it happen and Church let it Is be. going to
2: cry at the end of this performance <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um no i only wish that dj Khaled had been involved oh i'll tell you who else impressed the hell mm-hmm. out of me um well so i i, I do think john batiste uh was yeah. his least hateable self i mean i we've we've talked about this i think part of it was like my anticipation for who i thought colbert was going to pick as his sidekick um Mm -hmm. and i've never loved him on that show but i've got to say playing boogie piano and rocking out to chuck berry that guy killed it um yeah in addition i I think donald glover uh childish gambino i didn't know he could sing like that i mean i guess he retired
0: he by the way I've, i've always had issues with that moniker because i think it's really irritating and i think it's like one of those jokes that you know got you know where it came from with i do but uh, i came from a uh like a rap name generator it's a
1: wu-tang yeah it's a it's a wu-tang um like uh member name generator website that has been
0: yeah yeah no i knew that and that's a funny joke um you know, from Friday to Sunday morning, and then the next yeah. several years that you're stuck with it. Yeah, it kind the, of blows. the rest
1: of your career. <laughs>
0: um, but he did actually come out and say he's retiring that uh, that performance or that uh, moniker
1: uh, going forward. So that's, I think, helpful. So that was my uh, my only other um, take on on him was that I think he is uh, well poised to be. One of the next artists to to claim um, a, a Tony, Emmy, Oscar. The egot. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I think you know he's he's a pretty extraordinary talent. And I say that having just watched um, the first couple episodes of Atlanta. I did I think when they came out um, and sort of lost uh, lost track of it. But
0: damn, we that guy's funny. He was twenty three when
1: uh, when Tina Fey hired him to to write for Thirty Rock. So, yeah. I'm I'm pretty close to getting to a point where I say fuck that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like, jealousy overrides, like, randomly. and all of a sudden he gets up and he's you know he's actually yeah, he's singing. Childish not... Kristen Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. My my, uh, yeah, MC little baby, um,
0: <laughs> petulant MC petulant bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: But, yeah, no, I thought he was terrific. I think... Um,
1: Any real, like, uh, uh, travesties? Um, I, I have to say... Mm, yeah, go for it.
0: Bo- I think I, I wouldn't go so far as to say travesties. I'm mean, I, um, So much as I would say, God, I wish they had used those better to, people to better ends. I mean, I thought SZA was kind of boring.
1: It I was thought, as if... It, I, I, okay, great, thank you for saying that because I, I thought it was as if the production team was like, we don't know what to do with her, so we're just going to let her sing her song.
0: (laughs) And I think, you know, she's got much more uh, dynamic songs. I think... um, I think everybody was afraid of Cardi B's performance. You can't, you know, you hate to crap on on something as, you know, um, heartfelt and important as, as, you know, the the Tears in Heaven thing, but it was not done well. Yeah, but Eric
1: Church's mic was like, Shaking loose And okay So Everything was uh, And also Stapleton I had seen
0: Stapleton On SNL the night before And Stapleton Kicked ass On Saturday Night Live And then Did this weak you know, version of Wildflowers with Emmylou Harris while the... I liked that.
2: Um, I didn't love that either. I know Christian no, liked I it. I didn't... I just thought it was kind of eh.
0: yeah. I think. I it think it, because maybe the table had been set where, you know, when he and Sturgill just ripped the plate roof and off. And of, I, uh, I think it was that. I actually think night. it was
1: the programming as well. I think it was the order. Um, and yeah. it was a really flat time to, like, introduce a song like that. Uh, or a really mm-hmm. difficult time because there was a lot of energy in the room. And frankly, Chris Stapleton, it's... It, it, it's interesting. I, he is, a, a, by all accounts, an extraordinarily likable guy. I mean, everybody in the industry seems to enjoy working with him. Uh, there's, he's got a cool voice, a big voice, um, and he's clearly a very good songwriter, uh, having written for you know everybody from um, folks in Nashville to Adele. Um, but he does. He is not. An emotive person, and he's not a presence. Necessarily,
0: no, he, considering that he's a cool look, he's looked yeah, pretty checked work, out yep.
1: every time I've seen. It. I, like it, just he doesn't have like a, a super. Like I, I don't, I can't think of a time that he's like made eye contact and had like a an engaging like smile. He's like a blast,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's that kind of you know he doesn't look like he's having a good time of his life, and that kind of thing is infectious. I think Whereas, too. Petty has so uh, many amazing Kenny.
2: songs too. Sorry, wanted to step yeah, over yeah. there, but you know, I mean, I, I do like the song "Wildflowers," but it, you know, it, it wasn't exactly—I don't know—it's not the tribute I would have given to. Yeah, learning to fly is an obvious
0: one. Yeah. Uh, I, sorry, um, go ahead, Bruno no, Mars I, and Cardi. I was just going to say Bruno Mars, who you know has probably a taskmaster and rehearses within, inch of, within an inch of his life looks like he's having the time of his life. And that's obviously, you know, it's studied and it's, uh, you know, rehearsed, but it's it kind of infectious. And I've never seen uh, Bruno Mars without having it make me happy.
1: So I've got a couple other like uh, quiz questions I wanted to walk through um, because uh, I managed to watch this and miss this entirely. Do you know who won the Best Rock album? Um, I, I will I remind do... you that the... Hold on. The, should the I nominees. remind you of the nominees? It was, yeah, Mastodon's, was just... Mastodon's Emperor of Sand. They did not. No, uh, nothing more... Uh, I don't know how the they are. Um, Metallic is hardwired to self-destruct. Oh no, I do know yeah. who Nothing More are. <laughs> I listen to them. Um, they suck. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, villains, and the War on Drugs. Deeper no. understanding.
0: War on I'm drugs. Go, right? with, I'm go with Metallica
1: It was a deeper understanding, War on War on by War on Drugs.
0: Yeah. All I knew right. They won.
1: Jeremy. Then, Jeremy gets a point that. for that one. Um,
0: Again, they, uh, they. They. You know, they're. It's their third best album they've put out in the last eight years.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, best alternative I th- I music album. A...
0: It'll grow on me, I'm yeah.
2: sure. I don't think that's yeah. that's that big of a swing out of the park. For I mean, no. I, I I mean, I'm not saying like it's I not think a that's actually yeah, not at all. I'm no. I'm pretty.
0: I would have given it to Villains myself, but yeah, I agree.
1: Rock. I'm pretty fucking surprised that Metallica didn't win that, just because Metallica in a category against Queens of the Stone Age, The War on Drugs, Nothing More, and Mastodon under any circumstances is poised to win.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. That's why I guess
1: guess. for sure. I mean, this isn't just to clarify best alternative music album, where I feel that War on Drugs they weren't actually nominated because they were nominated for best rock album, Um, but they sort of would have been at home a little bit more perhaps in best alternative music album. Although who won best alternative? The National the national did exactly i asked
0: this because i've watched the show already <laughs> <I
1: don't laughs> these are these any. are the
0: awards that weren't given out during the show just so you know but
1: no well and yeah it's it's uh best metal performance which was uh the nominees code orange. no unfortunately code orange did not win um that being the pittsburgh uh pittsburgh metal band that i'm i've taken a real liking to lately um they're they're pretty great they're good um but uh mashuga was also nominated Body Count, whom uh, um, you know. Is that Ice T's Body Count, <laughs> or is that no? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, I say no, like I have any idea. Uh, it could very well be. I'm just <laughs> based on context going to say no. That is not Ice T's Body Count. Um, August Burns Red and Mastodon, uh, Mastodon won Best Metal Performance, which I was I was pleased to see. All right,
0: nice. interesting. The year they abandoned metal.
1: Bruno um, <laughs> Mars won Best R&B Album.
0: Yeah. I think he won a lot of it. He won like six of them.
2: Yeah, I think that kid's... Going but even... Th- th- th-
0: you're right. This is this is different than the Oscars in the sense that I don't even know what the categories are and what's been given. I, you don't keep track of 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 the of who's won the awards during this in the same way. This is a performance. This is a... Uh, you know, this is a um, variety show. This is not... Uh, you know, it doesn't... Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean that in disparaging oh, way. Oh, no, it's I was laughing
1: a... because I just saw the band name Infamous String Dusters for the first time. Wow. <laughs> you and everyone
0: else. Yeah, they, um, they won
1: Best Bluegrass Album. Um,
0: anyway, I, what do, I know you had some issues with the uh, production, and so did... Uh, the members of Little Big Town and a bunch of other people. So, uh, what, you know, if you want to r- take a quick run and let yeah, us know uh, the, who dropped the ball the, and who's, who's not who's not going to have a
1: job at the end of uh, the day. Well, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, so I think, um, unfortunately, the one guy who is going to have a job at the end of the day is Jimmy Dolan. But his venue sucks for live music. Um, I've been to a bunch of concerts at Madison Square Garden, and the acoustics are just brutal. And I think, you know, part of it's obviously like basketball arenas, arenas in general, are really difficult places to to get the acoustics right. Um, So I'm sympathetic to the fact that the Oscars are. you know, staged in a, in a theater um, with a much better sort of mic setup but um, the, obviously doing this in the round in a really echoey room is, is tough but at the same time like there really is no excuse for um, the fact that when we were uh, announcing our, our tribute or memorial to um, the, the Paris Bataclan shoot, shootings and the Vegas shootings um, there was a fucking hot mic in the dressing room Uh, and they didn't actually put the, um, they didn't lead with the, the mics that were on, that were actually on, you know, clipped onto the artist's shirts. Mm -hmm. The mics that were wired up were, um, you were simply getting the, the noise out of the speakers. Basically you were getting like the, the room mics. Um, that was pretty unforgivable and it took about 30 seconds to correct, which given the I mean, given the caliber of, of, the subject, the yeah. of the
2: subject, yeah, it's
1: just like I mean, yeah, you you employ somebody full time to literally sit there with a headset listening to the broadcast, like making sure this shit doesn't happen. Um,
0: yeah, well, next year's Emmys, there will not be a best uh, sound engineering award going to the Emmys. I mean, to the Grammys. <laughs> to the
1: Grammys. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I I was interested just in general in the way that like. CBS programmed it. I wonder. I mean, Wyndham, you can speak to this better than better than we can. But I mean, I, I think there's a it, CBS is America's top network right now, um, has been for NBC is
0: actually,
1: but Go I okay um, doesn't matter. No, it, I mean it does. Um, they are. I mean, they certainly don't have the same reputation for conservatism that that like uh, Disney ABC do. Um, But how would you say that, like, CBS's identity played into this broadcast? Because I've actually read a bunch of things that say that it is, um, you know, uh, uh, America. I was just checking it out today that that did remark that it was America's biggest network with the Big Bang Theory. Is that on CBS or is that? It's on CBS, yeah. Yeah, so they've got the top shows in the country, pretty simple stuff, not very controversial. um, And I wonder how that, that played into their programming choices.
0: Honestly, I don't know because um, obviously the, the you know, the one programming, um, you know, uh, prerogative they have, which is to put their own talent in as host. So that was done. Um, I thought they could have done a lot better job with uh, James Corden hosting because I think he's a much more interested and talented guy than he was given leash to be. Um, other than that, other than like, you know, bleeping out, uh, large sections of songs that have un, uh blue language. Um, I didn't really notice that it, it, um, you know, it, ref- it was a reflection of the network so much as, uh, I guess any
1: know, network would have behaved the same way around the, the sort of minefield of, of politics right now. Right.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Now I would,
1: to, I would, to jump on your, your James Corden comments. I mean, I like him a lot too. Um, I have to say the Subway uh, sketch, and, and for those who, who missed this Ooh. because they fell asleep it
0: really tanked the show. or went to
1: walk their yeah, dog or went to the bar or any number of things that you might have done instead of watching the second watch half of the Grammys. Grammys
0: all. <laughs> or ran screaming from the room. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I have to say that, that watching this uh, uh, after DVRing it um, for four hours and then doing uh, an hour-long podcast about it feels a little labored right now. Um, but uh, I I think the there was a there was a sketch that he did with um, the two of uh, two of the world's most popular and cutting edge musicians, Shaggy and Sting, um, on the New York subway, where you know they sort of repurposed uh, carpool karaoke as subway car karaoke, cast a bunch of actors as other subway car riders, um, and managed to like do absolutely nothing to move me. I don't know. What did you guys think of this? It was r- incredibly unfunny. Yeah, it, was,
2: it was, Um. you know, for something that could have been, I think we we were actually kind of talking off pod earlier about how much we like him and how, how sort of flat we thought that performance was last night, and this being kind of the the epitome of it, where you take something that could be really fun, right, like bringing Sting and Shaggy and... and and obviously, Corden is huge right now onto an actual subway car in New York and, you know, and, and doing the karaoke bit, which would be freaking hilarious. And it would be great to see people's reactions. It would be, um, you know, I think just a really fun skit. <laughs> it would be great to
1: see that guy pee between subway cars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you know, hiring sort of the most overacting of all, you know, this is a New York person on a subway. Mm. It, w- it was painful. I mean, it was just it was sort awful. Of,
1: <laughs> no, um, nothing, nothing screamed. This is an English guy who lives in L.A. who's in New York for the weekend more. Yeah, no, it, was,
0: <laughs>
2: it was brutal. Yeah, you're going to get punched in the face on the subway. It was, it was painful. How about um,
0: the, um, the Grammy? Uh, uh, we're doing this Not this granny. Hey, hey, hey. Well, on that note,
2: <laughs> should we uh, take a break and then uh Who do you think wrote that?
0: With... Um, well, I don't maybe
1: know. They... <laughs> <laughs> you, th- you think that it maybe she came up with that line on the spot?
0: <laughs> I think it might be Ron Portnow, the, uh, the head of. <laughs> Richard Portnow, uh, the
1: RAA <laughs> CEO, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, I think maybe. I mean, guessing, just guessing from his riveting speech. It right. could have been his punchline. And, <laughs> and
1: guessing from the uh, from the setup that James Corden gave him, which was, and now introducing the 44th president of the, oh, oh no, oh, I read too far ahead on the teleprompter. Oh, oh no, here's the current president of the RIAA. Uh, fuck.
0: Man. Yeah, it was so lame. Yes. Killed in dress rehearsal. Anyway, let's take a break <laughs> and come back and uh we will uh talk a little more.
4: In my head I play a supercut of us all the magic we gave off, all the love we had and lost. And in my head, the visions never stop. These ribbons wrap me up But when I reach for you that's just a supercut In your car the radio up In your car the radio up We keep trying to talk about us I'm someone you may be my love I'll be your quiet afternoon crush Be your violent overnight rush Make you crazy over my touch But it's just a supercut of us. Supercut of us. Oh, it's just a supercut of us, Super supercut of us. So I fall into continents and cars, all the stages and the stars. I turn all of it to just a supercut. Stop playin'
0: Welcome back to the Brother 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 podcast. Tonight we are talking Grammys and we are going to end this podcast the way we end every one of our podcasts for the past year. And that is, Jeremy, what are you listening to?
2: Uh, go to Christian because I need to... Uh... Okay.
0: I, I I went through this with Christian when he and I did one. <laughs> no, um, I know. I can think myself. How is
1: anyone just, surprised when this question comes up at the end uh, of every now podcast? Now
0: I now I know how every teacher I had from second to twelfth grade felt when they were like right. pop <laughs> quiz, and I was like, "You could do that." You
1: know. Um,
0: what are you listening to, Christian?
1: Uh, so I'm I'm gonna stick with um, stick with Atlanta uh, to start with. Um, I, I think it's uh, it's a really fun smart show, um, that depicts a, a, you know, I, I, think, um, it depicts a sort of semi, like a middle class, semi suburban, um, Atlanta, uh, life and community that doesn't normally like make it onto TV. Um, it's a very realistic show. Um, and you know, with, with sort of, uh, Donald Glover's, I think sort of trademark, um, trademark deadpan um but yeah. yeah he's just a he's got a, a he's a great straight man he absolutely is um and you know he, he obviously he's good at writing him his own um almost you know occasionally sort of s- surrealistic humor um into uh into a script like that uh and he's good at sort of featuring himself in his own product which I you know I don't necessarily think every writer is great at doing, um, and so and he learned from one of the best. Uh, that's absolutely right, um, and I, I think it really shows. Like his his pedigree is is coming through here. Um, you know, obviously had an incredible talent to get picked up by Tina Fey at the age of twenty three to write for Thirty Rock, um, but he's definitely learned and grown from that. Um, and you may have uh, may have heard of his um, his side project, his his you know minor musical career. Um, which is hauling in Grammys and and performing, um, and then the other thing I would toss out is I watched the first two episodes of uh, the American Crime Story Versace show. Um, oh, how is was that? It's it's really fun. Um, I was. What is
2: that on? Is that Netflix or is it Fox. That FX? Netflix, Fox? It? Okay, yeah, FX.
1: Okay. Like People versus O.J. Simpson. Yep. It's, the same. Oh, nice. it's the same American cool. Crime Story. Um, it you know it's the same sort of franchise, uh, and they've got two episodes out now. Um, it's. I, okay, so a lot of really great performances. Um, Penelope Cruz, uh, y- you've got... Is Donatella. Is Donatella Versace, who is pretty terrific, actually. Ricky Martin is great. Um, and, you know, I, I think... They should get him run the Grammys next year. The Latin and the music
0: thing is really coming around.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wasn't he on Despacito? Um, no, I think... Uh, I think that the, I was a little concerned about this just because I, I didn't have any real, like I wasn't super aware of the crime itself and I certainly didn't think that there was as much meat, um, as, as there is. Uh, but it's. I didn't
0: think there was 10 episodes worth of meat, but I'm happy to hear that it's. Well, so far there are two episodes
1: worth of meat, but, um, I think the, the focus has shifted at least initially, uh, slightly away from, um, the, uh, the, the sort of Trial, which um, you know, dominated the the O.J. series um, to the crime itself and the actual um, the serial killer who was responsible for it. Um, Kinano, so yeah, Um, so I I, you know I've got pretty high hopes for it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's setting you know the early 1990s mid-1990s in south beach miami um with uh it jumps around a little bit in terms of the the time frame but it does I a pretty imagine. good job of keeping the story straight for you um and yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun i definitely recommend it
2: Yeah, i definitely want to see that
1: so chair what are
0: you listening to
2: all right i'm back um atlanta's great by the way a great choice i love that show yeah um,
0: and i i like the quiet homage to uh to uh, Grammy voters by picking in a show that's been out for a year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I believe the second season is out in about two weeks, yeah. <laughs> the promos are great.
0: I'm going to go
2: date it as well, but speaking of serial killers, I, um, uh, I was sick last weekend and I've had this book on my bookshelf for a while and I couldn't remember the author's name and that's why I, I had to skip but uh, the girls, the book by Emma Klein. <clears throat> which I really I think like that. One of you guys read it, yeah. One I did. Read yeah, it. Um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so far, and I'm not going to say that I've finished it because I haven't, but I've gotten a good way in, and and it's uh it's really well written, really kind of an interesting take on Manson and, and the '60s and just kind of uh, general weirdness, but. Uh,
0: well, I think it's a, cool it's book. one of the head dinner one it's a topic that we've touched on um to you know with relative frequency but it's a great um sort of uh documentation of parental neglect in the 70s, 60s and 70s. Very much so. Uh, You know, I I was... And uh, we hold no hard feelings, it's just... No, 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 no. (laughs) But it was, I mean, it really did, you know, I, I had a very strong reaction to that book. I really liked it, and I was shocked that the author was 27 years old. Yeah, because it's, it's so, so well researched. It's her first novel, and there wasn't a, or is it her second? There wasn't a, yeah, but there wasn't a really false note in the in the feeling of the time. So I, that's a really tough trick to pull off. I'm re, I was really pleased. I was really impressed.
1: No, it's the but author's th- first or second.
0: I think I yeah. don't know. I think it's I her first. I would assume it was her first, but I don't know. Um, I know I that know. Um, yeah. she has become an extraordinarily hot property uh, in the in you know, entertainment, because I think that'll be made into a movie very shortly and, uh, deservedly. So anyway, my, my, uh, what are you listening to this week is also, um, a little bit, um, dated, but I, I'm really, in I, Discovered on the way, on the flight home from Port Elliott actually earlier this summer, um, Jared Carmichael's comedy special. And I may have mentioned it uh, once before on what are you listening to, but I did go back and watch his first special, which I hadn't seen before, and that is excellent. So um, either or both of the Jared. What's the Car- first one called? I Carmichael. Love the
2: second one is it just his name?
0: Um, I believe it's called um, at uh, on, at the store, but I'm okay. not sure. Um, it's oh, called something running. the story and I actually then, um, I just had
1: to look him up to I couldn't put a face to a name, but yeah, I do recognize his face from the, the uh, from the cover of his neighbors. new show. Oh yeah. Um he's, Is it is is it good? Obviously. Yeah, his
0: <laughs> stand-ups are his stand-up His is stand-up up is amazing. I, thought I thought think you would love yeah. it. And um yeah. and that said I, I went and, and I hate stand up generally. I watched the second to um Chappelle Netflix specials too And I would recommend those I think they're better Than the first two That he did And I really enjoyed them That's good to know Eh, I I, I was I was I would willingly suffer Through the first two I I, Dave Chappelle Who just won a Grammy (laughs) Dave Chappelle Grammy winner Dave Chappelle And uh, Kendrick Lamar Collaborator How the
1: fuck Don't we have Grammys We're about to Okay All right. good after Indeed. after spending well, an hour and a half ripping the Grammy, well, no, that'll be
0: ten years from now when podcasts become a Grammy.
1: No, when podcasts yeah. become obsolete, that's when we'll win the Grammy. Exactly.
0: You know what? I'm, I'm, just, just keep me off the end memoriam for a couple more years, and I'll be happy. Um, but uh, so yeah, our last piece of the puzzle is: uh, what would you like? What song would you like to add to the four hundred and seventy-two thousand? Ten best songs of all time, Jeremy. I'm gonna hit you with this one first.
2: Um, yeah, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm ready. So uh, I'm gonna go with a classic hip hop song, or classic at least, in in my age group. I'm gonna go with "Don't Sweat the Technique" by Eric B. and Rakim. Nice.
1: Very very well done, Christian. Subterranean Homesick Blues by Bob Dylan.
0: Wow, that was off the. Um, and I'm gonna go Grammy winner Bob this, Dylan. I believe this is not been added yet so for his classics album i'm gonna go with uh tempted by squeeze nice speaking of, we get a lot of words going on in, in this week's uh, entries so anyway um let's uh call it and um i will we'll talk to you guys next week
1: sounds good sounds good
0: all right i'm Wyndham lewis on behalf of my brothers jeremy Sartori and christian lewis thank you very much for listening to the brother 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 podcast Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.